It's the end of a busy day. You just saw 15 patients, but instead of heading home for dinner with your spouse or playing with your kids, you now begin your night job, charting. Charting is critical and necessary, but it steals your focus from your patients, eats away at your time with your family, and keeps you up at night. The burden of always having another chart to complete drains every clinician. Freed is an AI medical scribe that makes charting go away. Freed listens, prepares your notes, and writes patient instructions for you. Charting is done before your patient walks out of the room. But wait, it gets even better. Freed learns your style over time just like a human scribe would, except that it will never quit on you. Freed is loved by over 3,000 clinicians from every specialty. It is HIPAA compliant, takes 30 seconds to learn, and costs only $99 per month. You can try Freed for free right now by going to freed.ai. Listeners of Financial Residency can use the FR50 coupon code for $50 off the first month. It's time again for the Mortgage Minute with Doug Krause, brought to you by Financial Residency. Doug has been a mortgage lender for over 20 years and specializes in physician loans. He is with BMO Bank and wrote a book called The Hippocratic House to educate physicians on home loans. You can request your free copy at DougKrause.com. You can call or text Doug anytime at 816-728-3631 or email him at Doug.Krause at BMO.com. Now, get ready for today's episode of Mortgage Minute. Welcome back to the Mortgage Minute. I'm your host, Doug Krause with BMO Bank. And today I want to talk about, and I know I've covered this before, but I definitely feel like it's something to bring back up for the newer listeners, the mortgage process and kind of what to expect. The first thing you should do is talk to a lender. This is before you ever go out and look at houses and decide what you're looking at. You should talk to the loan officer first. We're going to help you determine one what you can comfortably afford and will get approved for ahead of time. It's, I mean, I, I would say it, I've said this many times, it is so disappointing to go out and let's say you've got it in your head, you're going to go look at million dollar houses and rates are well over double where they were a year and a half ago. So you can't buy the same house that you could before with the same income. So it's super disappointing if you go out and look at million dollar houses, then come talk to me and I tell you, hey, you're limited to 850. Sometimes that's a pretty big difference in what house you're going to get to buy with that. And it's honestly, it's just depressing if you've got your heart set on a certain type and level house only to find out you now can't afford it fully expecting you could. So step one, always talk to the loan officer first. Before you go out talking to realtors, before you go out shopping for houses, not even saying you have to apply. You know, I can have a conversation with you. I can ask you all the right questions. If you know what your credit scores are, you know what your debts are, and you know, if it's not super complex, what your income is or what working account your income is, then I can tell you exactly what you're going to qualify for without making you fill out an application. Having said that, it's almost never too soon. And if you're buying a house in August of next year, yeah, today's too soon to apply for a mortgage. But I have so many people that go out, find the house, ready to make an offer, and then come to me on a Friday night and say, hey, can I get a pre-approval? The answer is no. 
I mean, my team will review it. We work weekends, but underwriters don't. And more times than not, sellers and listing agents want a pre-approval. And just to differentiate that for everybody, pre-qualification is what you're going to get from a loan officer. That's, hey, this is our opinion. We look at it. I've been doing it 25 years. I will say whenever I say it looks good, it's probably going to work. But at the end of the day, until it goes to an underwriter and they give it their stamp of approval, it's not a done deal. And listing agents, at least the good ones, know that. And they're going to turn their nose up at a prequal letter compared to a pre-approval. Pre-approvals take two to three days. And that's with my bank. I can't speak for others. Some may be able to turn them in one day. Some may take two weeks. But prequal, my team turns in four hours to, you know, if you apply in the morning, we're going to get you a letter that day. And I will say I've had some success with listing agents when you're in a jam that they talk to me and I give them the comfort level they're seeking to say that this one's going to get approved. And then you get an accepted offer without actually having a pre-approval. A pre-approval is a sure thing by comparison to a pre-qualification. Underwriters review your income, your assets, and your credit ahead of you looking for a house. They give you an approval. So when you come back to us with, hey, here's my contract, now it's a difference of having applied, need 30 days to apply and have an underwriting approval. That will take 21 days, and I've pushed some of those to 17, 18 days. And that's even with the holidays. So it makes a big difference. And it also gives you the option of writing your offer without a finance contingency because the underwriter is saying this loan is approved. It's still not contingencies. Obviously, when you are TBD, you don't have a house, then they still need to review and sign off on a purchase contract itself because you or the realtor can totally mess that up if you write something in like, hey, we're getting $80,000 credit for the seller to put a pool in after the fact. You can't do that. Or closing costs, you're doing 100% financing and the seller is going to pay them all. Depending on the bank, can't do that either. You know, you have to have something in it. And with BMO, the 50-50 match, you have to put in as much as the seller does. So if you have a down payment, then the seller can pay all your closing costs. But if you have no down payment, then you're going to have to pay at least half of the closing costs and prepaids out of pocket. So those kind of things make a pre-approval like day and night different if you're the listing agent looking at offers to decide who they're going to accept. Because again, it's still subject to the purchase contract, which I was just referring to, appraisal. I mean, clearly we don't have an appraisal because we haven't identified the property. And title work, which is almost never an issue, but it can be. I, I just had one the other day that the title, you know, couldn't convey clear title to the buyer and it took a month and a half to clear up. It was issues with the city, but it can happen. So just know that even a pre-approval still has a few outstanding conditions, but they're typically not related to your income, assets, and credit. And that's 95% of the time, that's the part of your approval that matters. The last thing that does come up on the final is insurance. 
bank's not going to make that loan without insurance. And if it comes up that you know you can't get insurance for whatever reason, whether it be you're in a high risk area, and I'll use California as an example, if you were in a fire risk area and you have to go with the fair plan, or if you have a roof that's previously been damaged and not replaced, then a lot of times insurance companies, they could see that. They've got the history. They know like, hey, XYZ insurance, different company paid out on this three years ago. And then look at the roof and say, this roof's 20 years old. They just pocketed the money. Then those kind of things can become problems too. But generally speaking, that's a accepted risk that you're taking if you're waiving finance contingency. That's a reason when I tell agents, hey, if you're waiving finance contingency, still put these qualifiers in. And usually that's the one I do is appraisal has its own contingency typically, and the contracts are written themselves. The title has its own contingency outside the loan, but homeowner's insurance, not necessarily always the case. So it also pays for that reason to go out and start shopping for your insurance early. As soon as you've identified the house and have an accepted offer, don't wait until a week before closing, go out and get your insurance and get it knocked out. And then you know, maybe we can give you your clear to close and make things super smooth where you've got final numbers and everything's just sitting waiting for a week or two before closing. And that's obviously dependent on how much time you wrote for contract to close. But I'm suggesting on a 30 day close, it's possible that you could just be sitting there twiddling your thumbs for two weeks waiting on closing to come up if everything's done in a fashion that's not wait last minute. So. Anyway, that's uh, part of the process, but back to the mortgage process itself, I think the way you need to approach this is, and this is going to become much more apparent coming into next year, buying season, is do it early. And the reason for that is the competition has pulled back a lot. There's not a shortage of new doctors coming out every year, meaning there's the same or more than there was last year, but there's a lot fewer of me and competitors of mine out here to do those loans. So my team was working 80 hours a week in June to keep up. So I'm not really sure what's going to happen this year, but I would say we've lost a third of the people in this space as far as doctor loans. And it's projected to lose close to half of the loan officers from two years ago. Now, will they come back when the refinance boom starts? Sure, but know that some people just focus on refinances and that's not going to help you guys that are trying to buy a house. There's going to be more competition for the loan officer's time whenever there's opportunity to do refinances too. And I always try and do all the purchases first. And not that I don't want to do refinances, but I'm definitely not going to prioritize somebody getting a better deal over somebody getting a house. So just know that it's going to get tougher going into 2024. So planning ahead, I think, is crucial because I'm a little bit worried, folks. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see with how many people I've seen pull out of the space. I mean, just to give you an example, like two years ago, I closed like $190 million 2023, it closed $350 million. This year, 
and it might be 500 million at the pace things are going right now. There's a reason for that. I mean, obviously, I think I have a killer team that people come back to us because they like working with us, but also the choices they have to go to are fewer and fewer. And that's going to become problematic for the people that wait last minute and are looking for somebody to do something quickly because quick and shortage don't go together. So plan ahead, try and get your application in a month plus before you even consider looking at houses. So that way, when something comes up two, three weeks sooner than you expected, your planning ahead works out for you that you already did your application a week ago and found something three weeks ahead of when you were thinking you were going to. So that's the mortgage minute for this week. Let me know if you have any questions, dougcross.com. You can find my email and phone number, phone, you can text or call. Thanks a lot. As we wrap up, remember, freed.ai is here to free you from medical documentation. It's HIPAA compliant, takes 30 seconds to learn, and is incredibly affordable. Join the movement to eliminate clinician burnout. Visit freed.ai and improve your lifestyle. You can try Freed for free right now by going to freed.ai. Listeners of Financial Residency can use the FR50 coupon code for $50 off the first month. <music>